Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 43. It's going to be a two-man show tonight due to uh, some stomach bugs. I think you've uh, got an idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about poo. Nasty, nasty poo. Anyway, so um, I know we've been collecting a lot of new listeners lately since Forsaken's dropped and just from being around on the internet for a bit. It's been pretty cool. So just as a reminder, we are Just Some Guardians. We are a Destiny-themed show. We cover Destiny content every other week and fill the in-betweens with what we call a nerd talk, where we talk about anything we want. Other games, TV shows, movies, comic books, books, chess sets, chest sets. I'm down. Wait, wait. I was down for the first one, the chess set. I'm down with that. Well, I mean, chest sets. I'm, I'm down with that, too. But you know what I mean. Chest, busty chess sets? Chesty chess busts. Yeah. Hey, guys. You know what? Any of those. I like it. I will be your host this evening. This is going to be a Destiny-themed show. My name is Elmer Fudd. Joining me to two-man this. We're going to Eiffel Tower this podcast. Oh, wait. There's only two of us. Never mind. We no, have we can do one podcast in the middle. Sentinel Gray. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on, man. Dude, of course. Thanks for being here. I'm glad uh, my desperate cry on Twitter attracted you. I heard, and I came running. Couldn't, My FUD needs me. <laughs> couldn't resist the siren call. Of course not. That was beautiful, man. Yeah. So I'm kind of stoked. Your first time on the show, and this is me and you. How intimate. Oh, it's about to get really intimate in here. I'd light a candle, but I've been pretty gassy, so that'd be really bad. I don't have any candles, or else I would. We'll pretend. Right. When you're talking about something, I'll just put a candle on the stream. It'll be great. Hey, there's an app for that. Give me like five minutes. All right. We're going to pause for five minutes <laughs> with no audio. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> no. All right. Of the world. So the people listening to the show, and let me tell you, there's two of them. All right. They want to know more about you, Sentinel Gray. Do they? Yeah, they do. Oh. Man. So like, who are you and what do you do? Um. I, uh, like Fudd said, my name's Sentinel Gray. I'm a, uh, I'm a Twitch streamer mainly, and I'm one of those like variety streamers. However, Forsaken has gotten a hold of me. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a dark path that you go on whenever you go play Destiny. No pun intended, but you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like a hardcore gamer. I play almost anything and everything. There's rare few games that I won't play, scary games being one of them. But beyond that, I mainly focus in first-person shooters, I guess you could say. Because there's not other games like Kingdom Hearts or like Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. RPGs, RPGs, but not like that that big open-world type of RPGs. Anyway, yeah, that's me. Dude, I like it. And you were at the... Um... Were you at that uh, Destiny Vanguard tournament too, right? I was, and I, along with Isakol, got annihilated by the winning team. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, how was that experience? We've had, I think we had her on the week after that, and she told us how, how it was from her perspective. How did that go for you, buddy? Um, I thought it was awesome. The, uh, the, the first night that I got there, um, 
I went to the I went to the arena with uh, Jake Parker, the guy who was running it, and like a few other people, and uh, we kind of had to do some like setup that night so that we can actually play the following day. And I never really realized it until we were doing it all. But setting that whole entire thing up is like even as uh, minor as like some of the lighting and like downloading the game and making sure everything runs right. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done. And if that was work to me, I would absolutely love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it was just one of those things I was like, I want to do this always. <laughs> but like the, the whole event, the whole event was fun. I, uh, Isakul and I played in the duos and although we got annihilated, it was like, it was so much fun. It came to a point to where it was obvious that Cole was the better player between the two of us. And they were doing, they were basically skeet shooting me where one of them would pop me up in the air with a tractor cannon and the other one would shoot me in the face with a sniper rifle. And and I'm not pull. talking. Yeah. I'm not talking like body shot in the face every time in midair. It was nuts. It got to the point where I was like, this is just crazy. I'm just going to let these guys have it, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. That's how was it? So, I mean, setting it all up in that arena, which is a really cool arena. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> getting set up to actually like, play you're sitting on the stage at a rig you put your headset on like what is that feeling like i've always wanted it it's it's really cool and it's one of it's how do i put this i told myself ahead of time of like i'm just gonna go up there and play like usual um and it it's what i did but whenever i first sat down the first like 10 seconds of me sitting down was like i'm literally on an esports stage right now God, where that's so cool, where where professionals play, and this is absolutely nuts. The setting it up part, it was fun because we would we were on stage and obviously we're setting stuff up, and it's so cool because people would come up to us and be like, "Hey, like, what are you guys doing?" or uh, "Do you guys work here?" or whatever, and we tell them about the the charity event, and like some of them stopped by, some of them who were staying the night or whatever would stop by. Uh, the next day and it was it was really cool it was just working there is such a nice experience and because like the only passion that I have in my life is video games just being in a in an area that is literally nothing but video games and working on something that has to deal with video games just like oh it was so nice <laughs> such a good feeling oh my god dude, that's amazing one of these days I will uh I'll be right there with you supporting you from the crowd because I suck at games, but you know, Hey, I do too. I'm living vicariously through you, dude. Dude, that's amazing. Oh, thank you for the candle. (laughs) Uh, those of you listening, he's held up his phone, which has a candle on it to set the mood. I hear you you want a candle out. Hmm. Kenny G is singing to me. I don't know what's going on, man. It's crazy. (laughs) Careless whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my next question, since you, I mean, you've been explaining what you do with your Twitch, your streaming lives. Um, So what got you into, into gaming and then first person shooters and stuff? Um, how, okay. How deep do you want me to go? Your show. So deep. All right. So deep it is. Um, 
well, starting from the very beginning, the very first video game I ever played was uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on Ooh. the on the original Game Boy, not even the Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah. So for some god awful reason, my aunt had that. And I don't even know why, because she barely even played it to begin with. But every single time we'd go over her house, which she lived in Ohio, by the way, and I live in Pittsburgh. So it's it was like a two hour drive. We'd get to my aunt's and it'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? And then I'd immediately pick up Link's Awakening, not knowing what the hell I'm doing, but just sitting there playing it. Um, haven't played a Legend of Zelda game since, though. So uh, listen, I'm trying to fix that. I got a switch. I'm ready for it. Yes, um, do it, do it, do it. But beyond that, like uh, like video games for me has been like a really uh, a really good thing to, I guess, kind of fall back on and kind of cope with stuff because like. In my life, like I've always thought of myself as like having depression because I have all these like negative thoughts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And video games really help me cope with it because in video games, it's a completely separate world than what you're what you're in. So escaping for any amount of time in a video game was awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I think I fell in love with games like uh, Jack and Daxter or Kingdom Hearts oh, is because Jack and Daxter, bless you, right? Is because like their worlds were so big and so massive, and you can get lost in them. And it was just it was so nice to do that every once in a while. Granted, it took until I was twenty two years old for my whole entire family to see that oh, these video games aren't such a bad thing. But I mean, I guess better late than never. Oh, absolutely. So, um, beyond that, like, uh, as far as like getting into first person shooters, I think the first one that I ever played and actually played, played, not like, you know, like play five minutes here and five minutes there was, uh, Halo 3. So I, I never played Halo 2. I never played Halo 1. I never played GoldenEye for the N64. And I've never played Doom, except for the newest Doom. I have played the newest Doom. Um, so, like, that was my first experience. And then from there, it kind of steamrolled. I got my own Xbox. And then uh, I got a few friends that played uh, Call of Duty 4. So the, it just it just grew and grew and grew from there. So that's how I started doing that. Dude, that's amazing. Now playing Destiny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, COD 4. Oh, my God. That was that was where I peaked. Yeah. I um, I was really good at COD 4. I actually did a lot of, like, local tourneys and stuff. Oh, nice. Won, won some money and stuff, man. Nice. Killing it on the local circuit. And, uh, and then I just decided to be bad at video games. But <laughs> just... Decided. I was like, like, you know what? This This being really good thing, so boring. So overrated. Man, (laughs) I hate having people adore me for my. I hate having more people than my wife adore me for my thumbs. If you know that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, so good. Well, (laughs) so those are all amazing first-person shooters. So what got you? into destiny launched did you you play d1 right i played d1 from day one okay so how did you get to destiny um well the before 
of it, uh, like pre-release. Um, obviously, I was a fan of Bungie from like Halo and everything, and uh, all the stuff that they they said they're like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. I was like really intrigued. Um, one of the things that really got me is I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, and like I I will sit there and talk for hours and hours and hours about Star Wars. See, you know what I mean. I got you. Um, and like whenever they were talking about uh, Destiny, they were like, we want this lore to be as in-depth as Star Wars and like as as impactful as uh, Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, listen, if you're going to put this much work in the lore and stuff like that, I am behind you 100 percent. So I I played the beta and then uh, got the obviously got D1 and played it throughout its whole life cycle however i will say uh do you remember the year long drought of content uh yes oh my god yeah i didn't play for i want to say seven to eight months of that just because like i i obviously played and got to where i needed to go and then saw that they weren't coming out with anything else and then like moved on yep which is why i'm in like rainbow six siege right now because rainbow six siege i think came out at the same time that that happened so i'm like that was my uh that was my division time period ah, i get you i got super into that during that whole length of time yeah i played some division Division's good oh dude so good all right man dude awesome well once again thank you for being here i appreciate you your face Oh, I appreciate your face and your beard, dude. Beard, come on. Yeah. So nice, dude. So nice. Thank you. I haven't even brushed this. This this is nasty. It's everywhere. I got out of the shower. I know I was going to talk to you. I pre-showered. I'll take one afterwards too, but you know. <laughs> so, I've been wanting to get you on here for a while. Uh oh. One. Uh oh. <laughs> um. Cause we get along really good Two conversation carries well, but three. So on Twitter the other day, oh there, was, boy. <laughs> there was a discussion. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up and I'm actually glad you're doing this on a podcast so I can fully explain my answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if I recall correctly, it was something about a raid, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. You're just crying and it was embarrassing and, um, right. you know, I just felt sorry for you. So I was like, you know what? I mean, just some gardens, just a giant pity party. So this guy needs to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I have not entered the raid yet. Um, and, and you had, and you had some thoughts. I really, I really honestly wanted to give you the chance to explain more, not just on the podcast, but also so I could understand it more. So um, how'd the raid go? Well, okay, so I didn't actually go through the raid with a team. I did do I you can get in the raid by yourself, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because then you could explore around the area, which I was able to do. Um, so from what I've seen of everybody, I got into the raid and I, I thought the first encounter was I, since I already knew what the first encounter was and knew kind of what to do, granted I didn't know 100%, but I kind of knew what to do from watching other streamers do it. Um, I thought it was fairly simple, straight to the point. Um, the one part that after your damage phase of the boss, like it, uh, you need kind of coordination with your team. 
in order not to die because that's the important. boss yeah. yeah yeah the boss has like a, a board wipe mechanism after the damage phase so i thought that whole first thing was good um the thing that i that i didn't like was and i i understand both sides of this and if you want we can go deeper and talk about all of forsaken because there's things that i love and things that i don't really love in forsaken um but as far as the raid goes my initial reaction is i think it's great that bungie made something difficult mm -hmm. i think it's absolutely perfect um my question is i was always a fan of the vault of glass raid um, not just because it's like, oh, it's the OG raid, but it was the one I had the most fun with. Mm -hmm. And by most fun, I mean, uh, I have a conversation uh, of it's the whole entire fire team going through the vault of glass. And it's nothing but my buddy talking about how he bought a sex toy for his mother for Christmas. And These you didn't need. Right. And like for vault of glass. As long as you knew what you were doing, you didn't need the communication. It, it You could have gone through the whole entire raid and have it be 100% fun. You don't have to be serious all the time. Um, and from what I've been seeing from Last Wish is, like, it's fun, it's challenging. However, you need that communication with your team, which, granted, isn't a bad thing because, obviously you actually need a good team and that's part of what a raid is. Mm -hmm. But 100%. I, I'm, I'm still looking for one of those fun raids that you can do and that you can totally screw around with and still actually get through. I may never get that again, but if it was something that is in the realm of possibilities, like another raid layer or whatever they plan on doing uh, with these dungeons now, mm -hmm. I would be happy with that. But that's just me personally. Um, the other thing is uh, just having a problem with I've heard two separate sources say two different things. The first source said that Bungie directly came out and said that you can get in this raid and do something at 520. And the other source told me that Bungie never said that. Somebody just data mined it and it said that you can actually get in at 520. Correct. So um, both sides of it being one, if Bungie did say that, and I didn't do any research into this, I've just this is just through the grapevine. If Bungie did say that you can get in uh, with 520 and actually do something, that is a bold faced lie. However, if somebody data mined it, Ooh, we're getting said, into this now. Well, well, right, yeah, and if somebody data mined it and said that, oh, you can get in at 520, and people automatically took that as you can do this at 5.20, then communication in the community really needs to be fixed whenever it comes to that thing. Oh, that's um, been a problem since the game launched. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But, like, the the problem that I had was I, I know I played Forsaken every day it came out up until the raid. Mm -hmm. I was, I do believe, 5.28 by the time the raid came out. That's not bad. Um, 
Well, right. It's not bad because I have a full time job. You know, I have other I, I have adulting to do just like everybody else does. Exactly. Um, and I think, Fudd, you you've heard this point before of it seemed like to actually be able to get to the point to where you are able to do damage in the raid. You needed to play the game almost 24 mm-hmm. seven and grind a ton to even remotely get up to 540, 550 whenever the final boss is 580 and hope that your gear drops well enough to where it puts you over that threshold to maybe kill the end boss. Um, like I said, I'm fine with it being difficult, but the Bungie saying, hey, you can have this emblem if you beat it in 24 hours, and literally only 12 people in the world have that emblem is... Amazing. I know. I know. It's listen. They never should have said that. Hey, you get this emblem emblem in the first place. Same thing with the jacket, because the way I feel is you did this emblem, which is okay. It's fine. It's an in-game item. But then you say like, hey, you beat this beat this raid by Tuesday and you you can buy this jacket. Everybody who plays Destiny wanted that jacket. That jacket was amazing. Right. And for people who are even hardcore players didn't even have the chance to get that jacket. And it's not because they couldn't find teams. It's just because they weren't high enough power level to even remotely beat Riven, let alone the first boss or whatever, depending on whatever it is you do. Um, granted, there's ways around that that you can uh, make multiple characters of the same class. So you can make multiple Titans and kind of boost up that way. But even still, within a week's time, I don't believe was enough for people to. Well, it was two weeks before the raid launch, right? I thought it was a week. Game launch. I think they gave us a week and a half, two weeks, because it was a little longer this time around. Yeah, I think it was. It launched. It launched Tuesday, and then that following Friday is whenever it happened. Yeah, so a week and a half. Okay, so, like. And, I mean, you know how resets work. Mm-hmm. You basically have this amount of resets, and then you kind of have to scrounge around for the powerful gear after that. Um, it... <sighs> uh, yeah, Evil J in chat just dropped 10 days. 10 so, days, yeah. okay. Um, it just felt that if Bungie was saying, hey, you can have this jacket, like this jacket's like really cool, it was something that... <sighs> I, there's no way to put this without me sounding like I'm totally bashing them, but it was really unfair to the whole community because it, to me it was like, hey, you can have this jacket, but the, they knew to get the jacket, in order to be that level, you had to play it constantly and just almost dedicate a wig of your life to try and get to that power level to beat the raid, and that's only one person out of a whole entire fire team of people. Yeah, I just felt that it was if they would have gave the raid the like the two and a half week treatment and then like obviously the the jacket would have been a a reward, then I would have felt it it would have been more fair. However, I can also understand the business aspect of, hey, we're making these jackets and we're probably selling them for what it costs to make them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I completely understand both sides of this. It doesn't mean I'm very happy about it. Um, but well, it's let not me let me jump over. in here real quick. Um, right. I am a little biased as I'm not someone that like 
goes for, you know, world's first or raid day drops. Like I, I know that's, that's out of my league. So right. obviously my opinions here are going to be biased towards that. Okay. Um, and I can totally understand, you know, from the standpoint of someone wanting to go for it, how that could be frustrating. But as for myself, it, it made sense to me to have, especially, so there's a raid that's much harder. I'm going to say much harder, much longer. Oh, good. Much girthier. <laughs> um, but for having a more difficult raid with with high demands, and then that requires you to have more rewards that go along with it. So seeing, you know, the belt buckle, awesome. Also, the fact that it retroactively went to everyone that did a world's first for anything was awesome. Right. Um, emblem and jacket and everything. I was like, for me, that clicked that this was going to be near impossible. I already figured that out the second they said all this stuff. I was like, there's no way they're going to throw us out there if so many people are going to be able to figure this out. Um, that's just because I'm smarter than everyone. We can get past that. It's okay. <laughs> but, well, just, right. from my standpoint, it just makes sense to me to have, like, you know, everyone's got the argument that, like, you know, like, like what you just said, the only people that can get Raid Day, World's First, are the full-time streamers, people that do this as a job. And for me, I mean, I'm okay with that because it makes sense to have, you know, rate world's first raid day drop should be the big thing for the people that can do that. Like that, that's, that's the Super right. Bowl for the streamers and the full-time guys and everything. And so for right. me, just being someone that likes watching that, I'm totally cool with it being insanely hard. Watching these guys that can do it full-time still take 18 hours and be on the final boss for like 10 hours. Yeah, that, that takes some dedication. Going to bed and then waking up and they're still going for it. I was like, oh, God, you suckers. That sounds <laughs> awful. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can get it from, you know, someone that really wants to push it. But, you know, from my standpoint, it's when I was like, well, I get it because that's what it should be. I like the fact that there's something that's not obtainable for me. But knowing that there are players out there that get it. Like, so personally for me, seeing a statistic that like only 12 people finished it in the first 24 hours, I'm like, that's awesome. That got me more hyped to grind and go into the raid. I can understand that. Like, I, I think it would have been better just like how I would have perceived it better if they. And this probably would have been a bad move uh, as far as PR goes on their part is if they didn't tell people about the jackets. Like if it if it was one of those things to where like they didn't tell anybody, but then after Tuesday happened, they were like, "Listen, everybody who got who actually beat the raid before today or whatever, you guys are getting these codes or you guys have access to these jackets." I feel I would have taken that a little bit better than them going out on social media saying, "Hey, you can do this." Because that's what it kind of felt like. They went out on social media and was like, you see this? Anybody can have this. When in all reality, it was well, like... they didn't exactly say anybody can have this. Well, right. No, I, I get that. And it's... and it's, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it's... It, well, my follow-up question would be just like, if they didn't show the jacket, do you think you would have grinded as hard? Like, having that in your mind, like, as a... Po sure, it may not have been possible... But having that in your mind, thinking that was possible, do you think that pushed you harder to try to go for it? I don't think so, because I'm not one of those people that, like, I... What I do whenever I go on Destiny is I get, I log on, I do all my resets, uh -huh. and then I log off. 
So like whenever I'm done for the week with all my resets, I go and play other things like Siege or Kingdom Hearts or like uh, Dot Hack or something like that, and just that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a hardcore Destiny player, but I wouldn't say I'm one of those people who play it casually either because I do actually try to get places. Like if I have a if I have some sort of like some group saying, hey, we need an extra one, like in two weeks. Be like, okay, sure, I'll I'll grind out and see what I can do for you guys, but I I don't like kill myself over it if you know what I mean. Yeah. So well, I mean, you know, in the nicest way possible because I love you, <laughs> then you don't deserve the damn jacket if you're not no, if you're true. gonna no, play I other can, games. No, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I I completely understand. It's just. I'm not that upset about it. Um, it's it's just something that I didn't really agree with. How's that? All right, I'm with you. I'm with Simple you. Better. Okay. This is why we're here. I could tell you you wanted to vent something. I yeah. could feel it in, in in the words that I read across the internet. Well, there's also something else too, but I don't know if you want to get into that. <laughs> Let's argue. Let's go. Woo! I don't, I don't want to argue. <laughs> well. One other point I wanted to make, because you brought it up earlier with the people data mining or whatever, that you could go in at 520 or whatnot. Yeah. Um, this is something I've gotten a couple Twitter arguments with, and it's been really fun. Uh-huh. Um, so one of the big selling points with Forsaken that they dropped was that they were going to allow people to get into content at a much lower power level. And then if you were able to get through it, you would be greatly rewarded for it. Right. Now, I mean, they mostly used like strikes and stuff at, or the Nightfall as an example, but the raid counts too. That's not definitely for day one of the raid, but down the line, I mean, you have someone in your raid that's lower power level. They're going to get greatly rewarded each boss you kill and then probably be up and match you as it goes. So, you know, from, from day one, that mechanics just in the game. And it was, it was something that they'd said was going to be there. Right. And I like, I I don't, I, I don't disagree with them. I think that's a good plan to have. Mm. Um, I, it feels like all of the and there, there's only one reason why I feel this way. Um, there, it seems like all the content is catered to having a group. And if you don't have a group, you are screwed. Um, and the only reason why I feel this way, literally the only reason I could be honest about this is because since I just recently switched to PC, I have almost nobody to play with. Now. Oh God, on, Xbox, on Xbox, I have tons of people to play with. My friends still play on Xbox and I'm sitting here on PC. That is literally the only reason why I think that way. And it sucks for me because I obviously have no one to play with and I'm trying to solo. I have tried to solo and have a few times every single Ascendant challenge that's come out. So I haven't taken a group in with me. It's just been me trying to run run these things as they are. And it's actually gotten so bad to the point to where I was soloing tier one blind well uh, events. Oh, that sucks. Listen, I'm going to solve all your problems. (laughs) I'm going to send you a link to like nine discords that are full of people on PC that just want to make friends. (laughs) All right. I got got like five clans off the top of my head. I'll throw at you, man. You're going to be you're going to be friends are going to be raining out of the sky on you. They're not going to shun the non-believer, are they? Probably. But at least yeah. you'll have people on your friends list. So, I mean, that, it feels that's good. True. 
<laughs> no, dude, we'll get you. We'll get you. But no, I, I can uh, hear that. I've been. Um, yeah, I guess for more stuff like that, I usually play with a friend, but I, I play solo a lot. But for content stuff, yeah, I could see that being rough, rough solo. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that. I mean, I was low power level last week when I went in there. The Ascendant Challenge and uh, oh boy, was that rough even with people. Oh, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it's it's nice to have a challenge, but then there becomes a point to where the challenge is just, okay, let me sit here and wait. Let me poke my head out, do a little bit more damage. Okay, let me sit here and wait. Uh, my health's back up. Okay, let me put my head out again and do more damage. Okay, let me sit here and wait. It's like it just becomes time consuming. And it's not that I'm I'm pissed off that I have to do this. But it just becomes just blatant time consuming and it's to just like, so all right, well. yeah, well, I got it done, though. So that's good. I'm happy about that. Well, here's what we're going to do right now. You're going to look straight into the camera and you're going to give these people your battle.net ID. Go. Uh, <laughs> he totally unprepared. <laughs> totally unprepared. Ladies and you gentlemen, this man needs me. some friends on, on PC personal computer all right if you're playing over there and i know some of you i'll call you out i'm not going to do that right now um but come on hit this guy up he needs friends make him cheerful i want sentinel to be happy again Uh, i wasn't happy to begin with this is this is a spiel right now it's okay all right um it's sentinel gray hashtag uh one seven six eight one seven six eight ladies and gentlemen throw this guy some friend requests run those ascendant challenges get in that blind well he will not steer you wrong and if you can do a russian accent (laughs) much better we will be in good shape very good speaking of which i i have things i need to talk about things that i kind of want to vent about Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Sentinel Gray venting episode. Let's go. I'm sorry. There's. I, I actually just want to talk to somebody about this. <laughs> Dude, I'm so down. Let's go. Um, it's okay. me and you. Let's rock. So, specifically Blind Well. All right. Let's do it. I love the Blind Well. Oh, yes. Until I don't. Oh, well. And what I mean by that, well, hold on. What I mean by that is the fact that it's a... A uh, better version of Court of Oryx is absolutely wonderful, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like is the only use for it that I can see at this point in time is, hey, there's a challenge that you have to do so many blind well clears. Here you go. And you get very, very crap gear. Like, I, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Fudd, I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day. I finished a Tier 4 blind well completion did it with like time to spare mm-hmm. and only got 10 dark fragments out of it the next clear that i had it was a tier three and nobody happened to have the the whatever the light charge That's a little boss dude yeah yeah um so we completed a tier three and i got dropped one of those bungee god roll weapons i don't know what we're calling those i don't know what the community is calling those it's the like it's fixed uh, god rolls or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that might be it. Oh no, what is but, the term? Keep going. Um, but I got one of those out of a tier three. So I was sitting there. I was like, was this actually supposed to be my reward for a tier four, or did a tier four just give me ten dark fragments and that's it? 
because just for the quests point of it, mm -hmm. it's perfectly fine and worth it because then you get an offering for the Oracle and you know how that works. Um, however, for doing it just for fun, just to try to get even remotely a little bit of gear, it is not even remotely worth it at all, which is, I think, why I was doing blind well runs solo whenever I was leveling up my Warlock. Like, I was doing them late in the week, too. Like, it, we're talking, like, Saturday, Sunday, whenever, you know, everybody's already completed that challenge for the yeah. week. So I was running blind well tier ones solo on my Warlock just because I had nobody come into my blind well <sighs> instance. For like two hours. I figured out your problem. Alright. You're playing Tell Warlock. Me. Well, that, that was whenever I was leveling up my so, Warlock. So, you know, like, I mean, if you're playing like, uh, it's going to throw something out there, random class, top of my head, like a Titan. That's what I mean. Don't <laughs> grab that. No, listen, I actually figured out, and I don't know, I, this is probably common knowledge, and I don't know if it is or not, but you can actually solo a tier one blind well run with the new solar warlock class mm -hmm. ridiculously easy all you got to do is feed yourself harmony and that's it oh, no, 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 no. yeah the thing is is like getting them to come to you that's that's the well you know and th another thing to remember is is you know as we have in in all things destiny it's this wonderful thing called rng <laughs> ah yes so you know there's there's a loot pool there's a chance you'll get stuff there's a chance you won't get stuff and that's the point of for me you know, activities like Blind Well, Archon's Forge, Escalation Protocol, etc. You know, there's people who are still grinding Escalation Protocol to, to this day that don't have the shotgun or any, you know, it's, ugh. I'm, I'm going to end up grinding it just for the, the stupid lore and the stupid triumphs thing. I know I'm going to end up doing it eventually. I just mm -hmm. don't know when. But, you know, and that's the thing is that's the reason you do it is because there's the chance that you'll get something. You don't always get everything amazing, but there's a chance. So then you come back and then you come back and then listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to do blind well on PC, whatever that number he said earlier, freaking add. <laughs> all right. This poor guy is stuck playing a warlock on a Saturday night all by himself in the blind. Well, and I will not stand for it. That's why I'm sitting down. So, <laughs> Make it seem like I do nothing but play Warlock. Man, I've been running a Titan since D1. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> I love my Ward of Dawn, goddammit. Bless you. All right. Hell yeah, brother. Right, we're good. We're good. We're good. But yeah, it's just it's just bad RNG. Like, the first two weeks, up until the raid launched, um, I had an issue gearing up because, like, powerful engrams and stuff would drop higher than your average power level, but everything yeah. was dropping at the same level as my highest piece of gear. And it just kept dropping in that same slot over and over for like two weeks. Oh, so you had that glitch happen. So yeah, I didn't I didn't level oh. up at all for like two weeks. This is, you know, bad RNG happens. Uh, and so I was already angry and I've ended it out and I'm fine now. So we're fine. It's cool. It's great. I think one of the problems that I have especially with a game like destiny don't get me wrong I, I love the game but since i was never one of those wow people all the mmo aspects that are in destiny <laughs> one of those wow people this guy <laughs> listen <laughs> i'm nothing against you wow people you're fine you're wonderful you came on this Make show 
You've been nothing you but toxic from the second you, you make... walked in. <laughs> <laughs> but because I never really got into WoW whenever it was big, I yeah. don't have that that grind mentality. I guess you can call it. Oh, okay. of like of like doing something just for the chance to getting it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm, I, I played I played Call of Duty and everything whenever that was all going on. I think that was going on at the same time or something like that. Regardless, like Call of Duty, you were set to get this no matter what. At this level, you were getting this. And that's I think that's why I have the problems that I do have with how RNG works. Oh, okay. um, that makes sense. Not only that, but I know I have terrible luck whenever it comes to RNG. And I know uh, one of my friends has probably all of my luck. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that feeling. Man got three Gallahorns in D1 within the first, like, you know, month. Oh, God, no. It's, it, 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 listen, <laughs> there were many arguments over that. <laughs> oh, I believe I had a I had a friend in WoW years ago. I never got anything to drop ever. And he wouldn't either unless I was in the party with him. So <laughs> I would log in and he would just go, you need to come with me now. Just so I'd be in the party so he could get some. And it worked every time. Whatever he wanted would drop. And then I never would, would go further. But he was just like, you're online. I can finally get gear. <laughs> it was a sad existence. I kept my subscription just to help him gear up. It was depressing. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I want to hear. I mean, you've just been bitching a lot, you know. I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you want to hear the Jesus. good stuff? That's what I, I do have Let's hear stuff. something amazing. I, I like these conversations. I don't want to just sugarcoat that everything's perfect. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Now that song stuck in my head. But <laughs> but no, like what's like what's your favorite part of Forsaken so far? Uh, the economy is by far the best it's ever been and the best it ever will be. If they mess with the economy at all in any way, shape, or form, it'll probably get quote unquote worse. Like what part of the economy? Um, the, the fact that you can basically exchange glimmer, one of the most useless materials, materials, mm-hmm. currency, whatever. now for basically anything you granted, you may have to jump through a few ho- uh, hoops because I can't talk. Oops. Um, but you can basically get anything with glimmer, whether it's directly or indirectly. And it is so nice to have a use for glimmer now. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, Spiders like the best thing that's ever happened to Destiny. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny because it's like you would think that I honestly tried to think back and I was like, did we ever have this in D1? Was there ever a point in time where we had something like this in D1? And I think the closest that we got was somebody sold. Was it some I forget which vendor, but somebody sold one planetary material a day and it rotated for Glimmer. I think we had that at one point in D1. We had, I can't remember. In the hangar with Amanda Holiday was the Vanguard towards the end of Destiny 1. There was right. the, the just straight up they sold all the Vanguard weapons and stuff. I can't remember what that NPC's name was, but you could trade stuff for materials from them for a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I think and I think the problem with that was I think what they wanted in exchange was also something that you needed at the same time. So it was like do I really want to sacrifice this in order for this? Um, but like, I honestly think right now the the economy is great. Um, 
I do think that if anybody is new and getting into Destiny or getting reacquainted with Destiny, they need a veteran to say, do not infuse anything. Because if you start infusing stuff from like day one and just keep on going and going and going, you're not going to have any materials by the time you reach like 520. Yep. And that's why I'm not having a lot of issues because I saw that from the beginning and I was like, all right, I'm just going to use whatever this game gets me until I get to end game. And that, yeah, yeah, so I'm still doing pretty good on the the masterwork course. I just recently started uh, started doing... uh, like all the infusion stuff. Like mm-hmm. I've only, I infused, I think just today alone, I just infused two weapons and one piece of armor just because I hate the look of the, the tangled web armor. Oh so I, yeah. Yeah. So I put it in the prodigal stuff and the prodigal to me looks absolutely amazing. Cause you know, it's like old good D one gear. You look like so, the action figure, right? <laughs> So like I I did uh, I did infuse some stuff into that, but uh, oh what was there was something else there was one other thing that I wanted to say. Um, are you um how are bows feeling on PC? Fine. Oh, uh, Ooh, they kill a, you good. That's a rough point. Yikes. <laughs> no, they they kill you good. They're actually really fun because I am. I don't know if this is a habit that only I have picked up or if it's a common habit, but there's something I do with hand cannons that I now do with bows is I don't always sight in my hand cannon. Like there will be a lot of times where I just quickly for on PC quickly tap uh, right mouse button to like aim down sights and then quickly tap the left mouse button to fire. So it's like one of those things like I know what I'm hitting and I'm mm-hmm. pulling the trigger so I don't have this like circle of like, oh, you have a chance to hit here. Um, and I've been doing that with bows. Like I'll draw the bow full back and then aim down the sights or whatever and then release it. And then like whenever I release the arrow, I let go of the aim down sights at the same time. It's just it's fun. It really mm-hmm. is fun. I don't. I don't think it's not fun anywhere. It. It's probably the most fun I've had since I did a whole entire weekly reset with nothing but sidearms. <laughs> oh god, that's awesome! Like, like I'll go to talk to Spider, and every time I load in, I'm just like, "Oh, hey, a group of fallen. I've got a bow," and I just stand there and shoot everything that moves, just because I can. Because yep. it's just it's it doesn't stop being satisfying to kill stuff with a bow. I. I'm going to envy those people because, you know, they're like they're already sprouting right now. The people that don't even remotely have to draw the bow fully back and can just arc the arrows where they need them. I know it's going to happen and I'm going to like really appreciate that skill for the people that are on my team that could do that. But I'm absolutely going to hate people I'm against who can. It's going to be uh, getting tomahawked from across the map at the beginning of a COD match. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Game start. Okay, first. So you one. wanted to go on good things. Yeah, man. Hit me with another good thing, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll jump into the old the old twab. Gambit's amazing. Gambit is so good. Hands down, Gambit's amazing. And if you don't think it's amazing because uh, I get stomped all the time, find a damn group. Listen, I don't have a damn group, and I know I'm gonna get my ass kicked whenever I go into Gambit. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to play Gambit. 
with someone on PC. Sentinel Gray. He needs <laughs> friends. All right? Add him. Hashtag, Play Gambit. Hashtag one seven six eight. One seven six eight. Guys, get on it. Don't let me down. All right, continue. Sorry. Um, We're getting you friends. I- I'm not stopping. <laughs> By the end of this, you will have friends, goddammit. Um I I don't have any complaints of Gambit. I really don't. Um, I honestly don't know what they're going to do to fix Sleeper. You know what I mean? Because Sleeper's pretty OP in Gambit, and there's really not... I can't think of anything personally. Granted, there there probably has a, there's a whole bunch of coding stuff that they could do. I don't see how you can nerf Sleeper in Gambit and not everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the biggest thing I've seen thrown on is just changing the ammo economy for it in Gambit. So instead of getting like five shots, you only get two. So when you invade, Ooh, you're guaranteed two kills, but or two shots. Yeah, not, not a team wipe easily. I would like that. Um, the one thing that I I think they could have they could improve on. Um, once again, I'm not bashing Gambit. I love Gambit. Gambit's You're absolutely wonderful. Setting the um, out Nope. <laughs> uh, is the the rate that your ammo drops, and I'm talking mm. all ammo because it seems it seems like all of the ammo, and I'm not talking just power and special. I'm talking all ammo seems the drop rate seems to be a little low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that I will go. I don't know if this was the intent, but I will go full rounds without ever even remotely seeing power ammo unless I literally stand there at one of the dispensers to wait for it for the full minute that it takes for it to spawn. Um, and I don't know if that's a that's a, a gameplay option or a, a, a feature that they wanted to put in of like, oh, whenever you get power ammo, it's actually supposed to be, you know, coveted and important. Um at that point, if it's supposed to be like that important, I would say what might help is whenever you die to drop it. And granted, I know that's a PvP thing, and that will suck if you have like all the power ammo in the world and then you die and then you don't have it anymore. But at least other people will be able to see it. Yeah. Because like I- I've gone too many matches where I have I haven't seen any power ammo and I've only gotten just like maybe a, a few rounds of special. So I just think if they could fix that a little bit, but everything else is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the only things that I'm actually infusing is I've got a pair of the gambit britches and it's Ooh. got a perk on it that increases the chance of power ammo dropping. So I actually get to see it quite often. So luckily I'm not having that issue, but that's why, because I'm just like, mm, I can't live without that perk. So I just keep infusing that up. No, I definitely feel you on that. But yeah, I remember before the britches, I, um, yeah, definitely. It was like, well, someone else grabbed it. Guess I'm never having power this round. Yep. And the, the crappy part is, is like, I really wish I, once again, if you're if you're really trying to get me to make friends, I'll make friends real fast here. If anybody is even remotely having any problems understanding Gambit and how to play it and how to play it knowledgeably, I will I will talk to you on how to do that. Nothing like nothing aggravates me more than people who try and go for 15 motes 
all the time and never bank whenever they have like enough for a small blocker or a medium blocker. They always go 415 all the time and then they end up dying of their own stupidity. Or And then they try again and again right. and again and it never clicks. Or if they – I've had this. I actually just had this today where people will invade and then they'll invade and then probably – you know, 10 seconds later, they'll die without getting a kill. And then they'll take your power ammo, the one that spawns on the wall, and then go in, and then they'll die not getting nothing. any kills. Yeah, it's it's just like, be smart with what you're doing. And I've actually gotten to the point, but I don't know if you noticed this whenever I was streaming last night or whatever. I've gotten to the point to where I don't even go for moats anymore. I just kill things because I know everybody else is going to try and go for moats. I'm doing the exact My- same thing. Yeah, you might as well defend everybody or at least try to because today I actually I was actually on fire today in Gambit. I think that's the right thing to say um, because I had a round to where I was killing I was killing ads and then I stayed literally on the other side of the map from my teammates. Mm-hmm. So I sat there with a scout rifle and just tried to pick off uh pick off ads and then whenever somebody invaded my attention immediately like i went out of scope and immediately looked on my radar like okay are they near me no where are they and just immediately looked for it and there was one time where the i was so far back in the map that the invader spawned in front of me and i was like oh i am so sorry and just (laughs) annihilated this guy bye no, um, Evil J in chat just brought up a, <laughs> from earlier people not understanding how to play Gambit. We were uh, playing last night, and we sent up million blockers, small, medium, large. <laughs> Summoned our primeval, killed it, round ended. They'd only put in five moats in that yeah. entire time. I, I came into a match uh, because the team didn't have any teammates where... The opposite team had their primeval, and we literally had zero. And I don't know if it was because people were bad and then quit, or just because of like people quit and it was just this one guy, and he couldn't do it. Um, but there's just there's a few small, simple things that I I I'm more than willing to teach people if they ask me like, okay, so what do you want to do for gamut? And I know there's countless videos online of like hey here's some tips for gambit but i will sit there and discuss with you and explain to you why that this is not a good path to take this is a this is a good thing over here this really isn't and don't get me wrong i'm not the smartest person i don't know all the ins and outs of gambit but i know enough to whenever i get in a match realize what the team i'm with is like and then try as hard as I can to compensate for it, unless mm-hmm. I'm going after like a challenge or something. So I'm fully willing to teach people. And that's the thing. Like that's, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen fun, but that's the thing I say all, all the time on stream. I'm like, I will help you people. Just talk to me. Help me to help you. I help want. me to help you. <laughs> right. Yeah. What I like doing is I'll put on, put down my half barricade, pull out my go figure and I'll sit at where at the bank. And just yeah. kill everything I see. And I've got the escalation protocol shotgun. So if a blocker pops up, I just turn, punch it, turn back around, and just relocate as stuff spawns. And it works beautifully. Oh, yeah. Especially if you have melting point. 
if you have melting point with a mm. Helios shotgun, you you literally it melt so everything. Good. It's great. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's jump into this week of Bungie. You down? Yeah, I'm down, dude. We're gonna dive in here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week at Bungie, nine twenty seven, two thousand eighteen. Dreaming City, it's effed up, guys. It's not looking good, all right? It's not eating its Wheaties. It's not taking its morning walks. It's not getting enough protein. It's, it's depressing. Shit's taken. Bad. I actually haven't been in there to look yet, but I've seen everyone talking about it, including what do you mean you haven't been in there yet? I, last night was the first night I've been able to be on all week, and I did, like, <sighs> all my other milestones. It was depressing. Actually, that's if we have time, that's actually something else I want to talk about, the Dreaming City stuff. Oh, yes, so. please. I would love that. All right, let's hit through this real quick. Um, so just a reminder to everyone, uh, the Dreaming City, it's, gonna, it's a three-week cycle. If you miss content one week, you know, like specific challenges, specific missions and whatnot, after the three weeks, the Dreaming City will reset and go through the rotation again. So if you missed it, it's not gone forever. You can go back and do it. It's okay. And then you get to see the Dreaming City super pretty again. And then not so pretty. And then damn! Next yeah, thing damn is right. on the twab. On the old twab. Uh, this is a big one. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know no one's ever talked about this. No one's complained. Um, I know everyone's just bleeding masterwork cores. Um, so I don't even know why they had to mention this. but I know I am. <laughs> I got like 50 sitting in my inventory. Yeah, I think I've got like 12. Oh, well. Uh, ever since Forsaken launch, we've received tons of feedback on a wide variety of topics, blah, 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 blah. This is what the investment team has to say on Masterwork Course and what they plan to do with it. We've been monitoring the community's feedback concerning Masterwork Course and exotic drop rates. Here's a quick breakdown of their design, along with some of their plans to address the feedback. So, obviously, their goal was to make confusing and masterworking a meaningful choice, which it definitely is. Because you have to put a lot into it. I've in, I've only masterworked my bow, the beginning one Petra gives you, and nothing else. Because it meant that much to me. Infusion and masterwork should not be mutually exclusive. So those are their two goals. Make infusing masterworking a meaningful choice. Infusion and masterwork should not be mutually inclusive. Problems. Masterwork cores have a misleading name. Probably in part two, year one, when masterworks were first iterated. Everyone just assumed it was just for masterworking weapons but it was part of the infusion process. So the main thing and the other issue is that there aren't a lot of masterworks dropping. If, especially if you're not visiting spider, like every day to get your low, grab your three low cost ones every day. It helps oh, a yeah. lot. So what they're planning to do to address these problems, uh, we've been monitoring core supplies and the numbers aren't as high as we'd like. We are planning to create more reliable and plentiful core resources, core sources. The second bullet point is the most important one to me because it's something that a lot of things in Destiny are labeled kind of funky. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, but a lot of times stuff's worded kind of weird, uh, named kind of funky. Um, so they're going to rename Masterwork Cores so their purpose is more obvious. So it's still going to be part of the infusion process, but it's not going to be called a Masterwork Core, and you're going to get more of them. So it actually makes sense. Infusion Core? What do you think they'd call it? I think that'd be good as long as they didn't go to anything like ascendant, uh, ascendant shards or like you know how they did in D1. Oh my god, yeah, 
As long as I don't do anything like that, and if they're clear cut with their name and how it acts, I'm fine with it. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, exotic drop rates. Uh, basically, they understand that no one's getting exotics. That's planned. Um, the main problem that people are complaining about is finally getting an exotic and it being a year one exotic they already have. So they're not going to increase the rate that exotics drop, but they are going to fix it so that it's more likely they're going to increase the chance for exotics to drop something you don't already have. So if you have all the year one exotics, when you get an exotic to drop, it will more likely, again, they did not word it as saying 100%, they're increasing the chance it will be a brand new Forsaken exotic. Good changes. Yeah, I'm down with that. Feels good. Uh, next up, they're talking about Iron Banner. How was Iron Banner on PC? I wouldn't know. I don't play Iron Banner. And the only reason why I don't is because usually, uh, from my perspective, everybody usually plays Iron Banner for gear, like how the gear looks. Um, there has not been a set of Iron Banner gear that I've liked so far. Oh. I like... I like the style that they are, like that feudal uh, Asian look. Mm-hmm. I really like that. It's just that they haven't hit that string with me of like, oh my god, I need this. Not yet. I know it's probably going to happen. It's just as of right now, I, there's nothing that I feel that I need to have. I can't wait to see that tweet. Yeah, it finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a lot of Iron Banner either, which fits perfectly what they're saying here. Um, because I was low power and so I was getting my ass handed to me and I was yep. not actually getting rewards from Iron Banner, which yep. as we all recall from like D one, if you were behind, it was the ketchup mechanic. As long as I grind my face off, I know I'm going to die a lot cause I'm low power or light level, but as long as I grind this out, I'm going to get rewarded for it. And I just was not getting rewarded. <laughs> uh, so that's something they did say they, they recognized was an issue and in the future they're going to change it where uh let me make sure i get the wording just right let me make sure it's just right where are you uh, all bounties will now provide powerful gear instead of just the two weeklies that drop powerful and the rest being legendaries so that's good yeah that's a huge change i might go for i mean obviously next time it's around i'm going to be higher power level so it shouldn't be an issue but it will actually be a good catch-up mechanic. As long as you get in there and grind... Because a lot of those Iron Banner bounties weren't too difficult, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like get like 10 kills or 3 grenade kills or stuff like that. I mean, the weekly ones were bigger, but... but yeah, so it's actually a catch-up mechanic. Yay! But then again, they're also probably going to raise those things where like, oh, you have to get 100 kills, or hey, you have to get 30 grenade kills or something like that. Yeah, Just probably. means you have to grind a little bit more. And I'm okay with that. You know, having a reason, because that's the, I just I didn't have a reason to do it. The gear looked cool, but I was like, it's I'm trying to gear up, and it's dropping 30 power level less than what I have. So yeah. why am I doing this? It's like you go to the collections. Exactly. Uh, next section here in in the co- last couple of weeks, they've been uh, I've been really enjoying this. So they've been featuring some of the art that you know various teams and whatnot have put in the game. Um, so in this week. They were partnered with High Moon Studios, as you know, or if you didn't know, hey guys, uh, Bungie, they're with High Moon Studios, and they did a lot of work on Forsaken. And so they featured a lot of the artwork here, and I noticed, so like a lot of the fallen architecture, 
and then Prison of Elders was a lot of what this team put together. And that's some of my favorites. Like I verbally said as playing, this is some of the best looking stuff. So it's kind of cool that it was, it was them and it's featured here and I know who to think. Also, I mean, so many desktop options here. That is very true. Oh a lot God. of these look really good. So good. Oh, and they also did the artwork for the PlayStation exclusive boss, Strike Boss. Um, I'm not going to lie. In a weird way, kind of attractive. All right, moving on. You like that third eye, don't you? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh. Also, if I recall, lore-wise, um, you know the Baron that was all Mr. Hive guy? Had his own throne yeah. world? Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, so that in the lore, goes. he was freaking rocking and rolling with a, with a hive lady, and that's how he got where this is the chica. Ah, yeah. well, at least they're both dead now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they smashed. You mean like Shax and uh, Marisol did? I was going to get to that. <laughs> All right, sorry. Didn't mean to spoil my Bless bad. You. Bless you for bringing that up, though. We'll get to it. Oh, God. Um, the exotic quest Maleficence. Also, shout out to Mr. Bo Solaris, a past guest of the show. I believe it was confirmed that he got Worlds First for finishing that quest. Oh, nice. So that's kind of really cool. So big shout out to you, buddy. Congratulations. Hopefully your channel blows up and everything from this. That's cool, dude. I was hoping they'd mention something about that just because, like, I know the guy. So it was kind of really exciting. <laughs> I've talked to him. I know him. Uh, a couple of bugs that they're planning to change to fix here. Um, I'm not going to read that first one because I don't care. Uh, Prime Engrams from the Crucible. There has been an issue where Prime Engrams earned by completing Crucible matches will go straight to the Postmaster. Instead of appearing in your loot stream, I don't see that as a big issue because you have to go back to where your postmaster is to get your prime engram done. But you know, I mean, if you want to see it in your feed, I get it. I understand. I see you. Uh, the next one's an issue I've had really badly: Gambit uh -oh. clan engrams. We're investigating an issue where the clan engram for Gambit is not being awarded as expected. Half the time, that shit don't even show up. I don't even know that was an option now. I just thought they stuck with the whole crucible strikes and, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, they didn't even know. Where, um, since they took trials out, they threw a Gambit clan engram in there, which is cool. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. there's more because we never could do trials. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice having that like extra engram. Exclusive in good clans. Yeah, exactly. If you were in a clan with like 200 people, there was a chance you were getting it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, none of these other ones really matter. I don't really care. Uh, there is, there's been a lot of issues, guitar arrows in the last wish raid. I believe that happened to Datto during his thing. And that's part of why he was <laughs> two minutes late. Sucks to suck. So, yeah, so they're going to fix that. So you shouldn't get DC'd from the raid as much. Good thing. As a uh, evil J would say, there are no bugs in destiny raids. Okay. It's another word about every time we wipe from a bug. Evil J, what do we say? <laughs> Boom, it's out there. I love <laughs> it. Um, not much else in the TWAB here. The movies of the week. I didn't watch the first one. The second one was Welcome to the Dreaming City. It was a very well done montage of the Dreaming City. I agree. I watched it as well. As a reminder, the Bungie Bounty is coming up. We got PC, PlayStation, Xbox. All three things are covered. Every time zone's covered by some slot by someone somewhere in the world. 
Twitch, YouTube, all over the place, man. Get out there, kill them peeps, get your emblem. And that's the twab. How fun was that? Oh, I think I found the cat. Yes, I found the cat. Okay, we're good. Just now, we're good. What? Oh, there's uh, there's cats hidden in like every twab. Oh, okay. And I literally just found it. It's amazing. I love it. All right. Here we go. Man. Right on. So many good changes. This has been, I mean, just nonstop content. Like, the raid ends. We get it. Ooh, that's what I want to talk to you about, too. Okay. So the raid ends, and then we get a new strike. The city changes. Yes. Uh, like, so many things that come out. Just every week, there's been like five new content drops. And it's, what? Um, dude. All right. The new strike. What's it called again? Oh, my God. The Corrupted. The Corrupted. I'm going to let you go first. Dude, what are your thoughts on this new strike? Oh, the new strike's amazing. Oh, my I God. Have, I have no complaints whatsoever. The, the end mechanic that they have you do. Kobe. Uh, yeah. The the only thing is, like, it's not even a problem. It's just the mechanic that they want you to do, the whole throwing the orb thing, doesn't seem... I know it's important to move the strike along, but it doesn't feel important in the moment. Um, so, like, you've played it, right? Yeah. So you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, so whenever you're on the elevator and you have to defeat those <sighs> four or five fight. enemies... Mm. Yeah. That, that whole entire fight is fun. It's just I didn't really feel the impact of, like, you have to take this orb and crush this guy with it to really kill him. Because it's like after you got a shield down, it was basically just a normal major. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I took that as kind of a mechanic because there's been – I don't know if you've had this issue in the blind well when there's people there. But no one knows what to do with the relics when they drop. So I took I took that elevator sequence and the strike as kind of like a – teaching mechanic i guess you could say oh uh, no you know what if that's the case if that was actually one of the one of the reasons for that no okay i agree with that then because it's the same relic that drops in the strike and it's the same right. type of shield so it's like it's the same mechanic so that's, that's kind of the connection i made i could okay. just be wrong uh, no if that well if that is the case and I, I mean that i think it's pretty smart um the final boss the the last boss fight at the at the end of the strike i think is really good um I could maybe just to make it more difficult and I'm not talking like nightfall level difficult to where you're having to deal with so many enemies at, at and they're all killing you within like five shots. Um, you know how whenever you're fighting, I forget her name, but how she goes to the opposite platform that the relics on and you basically either have to pass it to people, chuck it over yourself or like you know, run it over to the other side and then throw it. Mm -hmm. I think every single time that I've done it, I've always picked up the relic and every single time have tried to hit her from the opposite side because I feel that's what you're supposed to do. Um, I feel that the debris going through the middle of the map right there, there could be just a little bit more of it to kind of make it make your throws seem like really awesome because there's some times to where there's like there's like a good 30 second span of no debris and you're like well i guess i'll throw it now but if it's granted if it's almost a constant stream of debris you have a good chance of dying just by jumping over to the other platform 
But I think if they just added a little bit more, they would make those awesome moments happen to where you're like, I can't see where I'm throwing. I hope this works. And then somebody chucks it and then actually hits the. You hits got the it. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, that debris like that is so. Have you stopped to like just let it like zoom by really, really close? The sound effect it makes? No. Oh, dude. Next time you're in there, especially when you go into the, the ascendant side. Or the darkness yeah. side, you know, because everything gets super quiet. I mean, it's yeah. seriously like it's going past your ear, just like. <laughs> you're just like, oh, oh man, watching That's it go by. Awesome. It's so cool. Oh, well, every God. single time I've had I've had that stuff like happen. I've always been in the mode of like, I got to get moving. I got to go. I just, I just need to find the next area to go to. Got to wait for this thing. OK, I'm going by. And then, like, I'm always in that panic mode whenever I'm in there. Like, the uh, this week's uh, Ascended Challenge, once you beat the all three bosses and go to get the chest, going to get the chest is a jumping puzzle because you know how Ascended Challenges are. It's mm-hmm. nothing but pure dark, and you have no light. So there's debris coming, and you can't really see it. You have to kind of, like, outline it with the rest of the small little bit of light that's in the map. And it's that whole entire time, the first time I actually completed it, I didn't end up completing it or getting the chest because I was like, where is this going? Where am I going? Is It's pretty nerve wracking for me whenever I get those scenes like, you know, debris coming and I don't want to get hit and die. And bad. <laughs> the, the two biggest things for me for the new strike is one, about nine times during it, I was just like, this is a strike like out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is a strike. What? Yeah. And then number two, I've never felt so small in destiny. Like, I think before this moment, like when Oryx would crawl up and you're just like, Oh, Hey dad. You're like, <laughs> you feel tiny then, but yeah, that whole strike, especially that end sequence when you're jumping platforms to get to the boss and all the debris oh, going, yeah. I'm like, this is a huge area. I am so tiny and insignificant. I like that. The my the thing that I've always had uh, like some of the problems with, and just actually in this Forsaken uh, expansion, is they have a ton of areas. They have a ton of areas, and my fear is that they won't use them to their fullest potential. Like that whole entire strike, that that whole entire strike is nothing but you can easily just go through half of that strike. And then, you know, because you're on a story mission, oh, you just so happen to go this way instead. But it's still part of the strike. I just feel that they could use stuff a lot more. Like, I'm assuming you've been in the confluence, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. First time I got into the confluence, I was like, this is awesome. My immediate second thought was, God, I hope they use this. Because it it immediately felt like because there was no enemies, because there was nothing to do other than like basically teleport from one end of the map to the other. It just felt like, hey, we have this here. This is a thing. And I was sitting there like there. I I could get so much out of this. Like you could have small little artifacts that you could scan and give us stories in this place. And it could be amazing. But right now there's no use for it. Now, at this point in time, there is a use for it. But back whenever I first went into the confluence, I was like, I love this place. Please make it useful. That's funny because my um, that's actually really funny 
because I almost had the opposite thing. Okay. Where every time I found those big areas and weren't really used for anything, I was like, oh, I love that they did this. It's just ambiance. It makes it feel like more immersive and it's just a real place. Like, that's kind of really funny that we both were like <laughs> so, far apart. so far apart going through there. And I just felt but like. But agreed that it looked amazing. Right. I just felt like, and I'll, and I'll always be hoping this in the back of my mind, but I know it'll probably never happen. I just felt like the confluence was, the way that I put it before before I started referencing it as the confluence is the Awoken Ascendant Realm. It just seemed like that's the place that all the Awoken, like there's, there's a damn shrine in there. There's mm-hmm. a church in there. It seemed like if there was one place that all the rest of the Awoken would be that the queen rules over, it would be right there. Just because it's a centralized location, you can get there from multiple points in the Dreaming City, and it's just it it just felt like the Awoken architecture. It felt like the Awoken home, but they didn't add NPCs or anything like that. And I know Destiny isn't really known for NPCs except for in social spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I love it, but it felt like at first, whenever I first went into it, that it was lacking. Granted, there I think there's one cat in there. Yeah. So you do have a kitty cat. Tree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But that that was my initial response. Don't get me wrong. Love it. Like I said. Because mm-hmm. well, I, 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 I hate that I have good and bad things to say about everything. Because I sometimes it will seem like I'm saying nothing but the negatives and saying stuff that I like. I just completely hate these things. But I do love a lot of what they did. Mm-hmm. God, I, just, act- I just love you, so it's okay. Oh, thanks, man. No, no, dude. Thank you for being born. Jesus. You know what? Thank your mom. I will. Next time you call your mom, you say, hey, Elmer Fudd says thank you for giving birth. You know what? I will. To this. And I want you to do the, I want you to FaceTime her so you can do the hand motion. All this. All this. Mm. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we have an email to answer here. Ooh. One wonderful Lazarus emails in. Gents, it's your destiny week. It is. And yes, I do keep it recorded in my calendar. Oh, thanks, dude. Ooh, damn. Because fandom. <gasps> oh, guy. You see. So there's been a lot of lore to find in Forsaken Truth. So I'd like to know. What has been your favorite new piece of lore? I personally like the most loyal book, which details what happens to Variks before the story missions start. And that is the email. What has been your new favorite piece of lore? Me personally? Yeah. Um, this is actually a conversation that we probably should have had. Um, I like... All the information, I think it's the, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's the whole book of Mara and her with the other Ahamkara, like of her with uh, Riven. And I'm assuming I haven't read too much into it. I've only read like, like one or two passages. And I'm assuming she's there with the other Ahamkara that were there at one point. Um, but I thought that was really interesting, and I always and I thought to myself, like, once I complete this whole entire book, I'm going to take my time and actually read through everything. Yeah, because because reading bits and pieces is 
kind of nice, but then you get to the point to where you sit there and you're like, I just need this one more. I need to know what happens. How do I get this? And nobody knows how to get this last page of the book. And then you sit there and stew in your anticipation and it just doesn't do good for mentality. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's super interesting. Cause like, you know, Ahamkara wish dragons, right? Finally yeah. confirmed. Awesome. But you know, they're the basic genie where they change your wording to change your wish, change yep. how things work. So the fact that like Marasav was smart enough to outword an Ahamkara to then entrap it to herself. Like, girl, you scare the hell out of me. How do you outcun a wish genie that's been around forever? It's crazy. <laughs> you try and be around longer. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> oh my God. Well, the reason I cut you off of something earlier, because I knew this email was here. Yeah. And also to do with Marasov, my favorite piece of lore is the fact that uh, Marasov and Shax rocked and rolled. They got down and dirty. And the uh, helmet didn't come and off. And the helmet didn't come <laughs> off. I am never, ever saying, and it faded to black ever again. Uh, from now on, it's, and the helmet never came off. The fact she's like, hey. Read me a book. And he's just like, screw your book and like melts it with lightning in his hand. I'm going to recite shit to you from memory. <laughs> Shax. Just when you think the coolest character in the game couldn't get cooler. Shax shacks it up <laughs> with Marasov. <laughs> <laughs> Great pun. Great pun. <laughs> thank you. Great thank day you. right there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. Oh, I love it. Dude, Laz, thank you for the question, as always, my dad. All right. Uh, another question comes from us from Evil J. He asks, your opinion on content creators using other people's accounts to review exotic quest weapons that they haven't been able to grind yet. You want me to answer first or you want to answer first? Go for it, dude. Uh, personally, I don't see a problem with it because just because it's a game like Destiny to where you're Kind of like in the, the the weekly update, they said that like you we're really not dropping the new stuff. So people who have the new stuff, like I have a two tailed fox, and I've had multiple Son people, yeah, I've had multiple people come up to me in local chat on PC and is like, "Hey, how do you like two tailed fox?" And I just look at him and go, "Man, eh, it's it's all right." <laughs> oh, you piece! Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's it's a good. Uh, it's a good weapon, but I'm I'm still salty about the whole not allowed to have more than one rocket in the chamber thing because I was so used to having like you know two or three back in D one. Well, you're shooting two fact, at once. Well, yeah, that's the so thing. So you have two that's in the, the chamber. Only, that's the only thing that makes up for is the fact that you shoot two at once, and the fact that one of them is a a void suppressant rocket, and the other one is a solar burning rocket. So you are literally dealing two types of damage. So if you have one or two of those burns going on right now, oh, man, it's going to hurt. The thing is huge, too. I didn't realize it's seeing the screenshots. Uh, Once again, Evil J, he's in our clan. He has one, and he'll walk around. You're like, that thing's taller than you. (laughs) like. That does not fit in your backpack at all. <laughs> no, no. When you switch that out, where is that going? There's no, I'm just imagining the mask when he like 
pulls out like the bazooka out of his pants. <laughs> you know, I have a permit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! All right, I think that was all the questions we had. Email sent in, yeah. Um, let me just throw to iTunes. Let's see, what we got any iTunes reviews. No new ones. Uh, once again, bioluminescent idiot. Thank you for your review. Asking for Marvin the Martian. Sadly, Nick oh, is not damn. feeling well. So he, once again, he's not here to read it. I will try to get with him sometime and have him read it. And then I'll edit it into the show. If not next week when he's on, I promise he's going to read this. And if not, I'm going to work on Marvin the Martian all week. So if this doesn't happen, you know what? Third strike, you're out. I'll do it for you. But thank you for your review. That's why you asked me earlier. I was wondering why you asked me about Marvin the Martian earlier. It, was, it wasn't why. Nothing's random with me. Well, okay, never mind. That's 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 a lie. I just lied to uh-huh. you. I apologize. <laughs> it's a random lie. Man. So here we go. Dude. Thank you so much for being here and two manning the show with me. Yeah, no problem, man. It was a it was Eight a time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's uh not often you can find someone that you are arguing with. But it never gets heated. It's just a back and forth. Right. Right. Actually, there was there was more that I wanted to go on, but we don't have the time for that. And I was going to go into remember that like two minute lore video that I made of why I can't get into lore. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. I do. Well, 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 we won't get into it. But basically, (laughs) I was going to like I was going to elaborate on that because I made like a very uh, a pretty big video just crunched into two minutes did the lore find so there you? was yeah so there was like there's a lot that i want to talk about with the lore and my opinions on and all of that but we, we could do that at some other time okay I do it right now all right all right do you want i mean if you want a cliff notes it this is your chance okay cliff notes cliff no ladies and gentlemen if you want to talk lore and you're playing on pc <laughs> guys <laughs> Sentinel Gray. Whatever the number. What were the numbers again? One, seven, six, eight. One, seven, six, eight. Guys, add him. Blind well it up. Get him on his Titan. Talk lore. Do Gambit. This guy needs friends on PC. Dude, I'm not going to let you down. I got you. All right. Cliff notes. Um, I feel that I can't get into Destiny lore as much as I would like to or as much as other people would like me to because I feel that the lore has been disconnected ever since destiny one because like i said in the the small video like how the development of d1 was so you know plagued with development issues um i just feel that they never really got on track with how they do the lore and the the thing that i want like what really immerses me in lore of games is whenever you put um put something in the game that kind of like the best way I could put it is if we had some sort of small dialogue system in Destiny to where, for instance, in Forsaken, you meet Spider for the first time. And then like one of your questions to Spider is like, OK, so what group of Fallen do you run? And he's like, oh, I run this. And like, OK, well, why are you different? Why are you not attacking us? Why is this like whenever you get to ask questions and it's literally in there in the game instead of getting these cards that you don't know where they came from. Like the, 
the thing that re- like really breaks my heart is I got a lore card for the Dreaming City from a patrol mission, mm-hmm. and I wish I would get lore cards and lore from places like the Confluence or some place where it seems like it has a story to tell instead of just a patrol mission. You kind of you kind of get what I'm saying there. Like I'm not knocking so. on it at all. So but like I, you you're it. wanting things to drop where it makes sense. And I, are you also saying you want more of like the cards and lore we're getting to be part of the actual narrative? Yes. Okay, I'm with you. Though. Okay, I got you. I yes. got you. And like I said, it's it's not that I hate it. It's not that I think it's poorly written. It's just how I feel and why I can't get into it as much as i would like yeah so then so you're really enjoying the fact that we have triumphs though because that's a step further than we've had in the past then yes i i absolutely love that and i still think to date and people may be mad at me for this i still think that the the best story ever written in destiny was uh last word and thorn like i don't care about anything of like this revenge stuff that we're doing with cade Last Word and Thorn is 100% the best story that has been written for this game and for this series just because it was so good and you just wanted to, you felt it, basically. Have you read anything on the Maleficence or whatever that gun's called? I have not because it's kind of similar with the whole uh, the Book of Mara thing. Mm. I want to finish the Drifter book. Okay first and then i'll read everything i'm assuming maleficence is in that it's all i'll say is based on what you just said was your favorite storyline is you're gonna like this gun okay all right sounds good then i hope that was hope that was titillating that's that's if i even remotely get the quest for it because i hear it's a pain to drop yeah rng your favorite I actually, uh, my heart broke. I saw a guy on Twitter earlier. He's like, he's like, I've only had the boss drop once. And it was when I got backfilled into a game that was literally about to lose. And so he saw it. And as he fired at it, the game ended. And he's like, you poor thing. Here's the question. Does it drop moats? I don't know. Because that was the immediate question that I had. Like, don't get me wrong. It's cool and everything that that they're putting this in there and it's in gambit of all things. But does that mean you basically have to throw the match in order to get it? Because that thing can't be easy to kill. I wouldn't think so. Huh? I don't know. I'm going to look into it. If that thing does drop moats. Personally, I wouldn't mind throwing the match, but you know, there's people out there that are like, I'm not throwing this thing. You just get good and you kill the boss and then kill your primeval. Right. Duh. That's all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I don't know how hard it actually is to kill. I'm going to have to look into that. But yeah, there we go. Dude. Oh, my God. Listen, this is what I need from you right now. All right. Go ahead. I need you to tell these wonderful people. Yeah. Everywhere they can find you. Oh, God. Uh, uh, are you talking coordinates? Because I can look up coordinates right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Go one. No, bad idea. IP address coordinates. What do you need from me? Um, you can find me on uh, on Twitter, which is mainly where I'm most 
uh, active other than Twitch at uh, Sentinel underscore Gray underscore. Uh, you could find me at Instagram on Sentinel underscore Gray. No underscore there. Um, and you can just find me here on Twitch under Sentinel Gray. A, not E. Yeah. Because that, that, that gets confusing for a lot of people. Wait. It's E or A? A. You, a. you corrected me when I had it A earlier and, cha- and changed it to an E. Did I? Yeah. It's been an E this whole show after you corrected me. Did you lie to no. me? No. No, I didn't lie to you. I can't believe you. This guy. I, I would never lie He's, to you. Fuck. If you're on PC and you want to play with toxic people, all right? Set no gray. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One seven nine three. Was that right? I think so. One seven six eight. What? How was? Six, I'm eight. so wrong. Oh my one, god. Seven, eight. Well, dude. Once again, thank you so much for being here. No problem, man. And thank you, thank listeners, you. for joining us for episode forty-three of Just Some Guardians. If yeah, you want to find the show, are... what? Go ahead. What do you want to say? Say it to me. Yeah, I was, I was just going to tell the viewers that they're beautiful and that all the listeners yeah. out there, you guys are awesome. You guys should come by more often. I listen, mean, it's nice having you Listen, viewers. Oh, my God, you're so beautiful. If you want want to find us, you can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Just some guardians. You want to send us an email, it's just some guardians at gmail.com. Uh, there you can send us questions or pictures of Dick Cheney. Uh, we get a lot of those. Thank you for the dick pics. We appreciate. Yes. Glad <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one that sends those. So good. <laughs> when we do this show, we are live. That is twitch.tv slash just some guardians. That is ish 11:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Thursday nights. Twitch.tv slash just some guardians. Boom. Uh, as for myself. I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. A double M, double D. And one last plug here. Once again, people, guys, we're not on PC. So the rant earlier doesn't work for Sentinel here. Sorry. If you're looking for a clan, we are a clan. Just some guardians. In the show notes underneath this, you will find a link. You can click that link. It'll take you to a page. Apply. Join us. Play with us. It's going to be amazing. We've been uh, recruiting a few people and meeting a lot of really cool people. It's been a lot of fun. So get in there. Do some content. There we go. Uh, Oh, it's just me. I get to do the sign out. Ladies and gentlemen, join us next week on Just Some Guardians for mutual chaos and utter incompetency. There. That's the show. Nice. Dude, you're amazing. Oh, thanks, man. So are you. Thanks. Good show. That was a lot of fun. I, uh, two man shows in the past have not been very smooth. Oh, really? I thought this was, yeah, this back and forth was really good, dude. I was going to say, I guess it's pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, see, like, we played the one time, and all I want to do is talk to you since. And so I just stream lurk, and so I was like, oh my God, we got to just sit here and chat for freaking two hours just me and you this is awesome yeah dude and you know like if, if i'm ever like streaming and you're like hey you want to talk and just hit you up on discord and then talk that way all right i'll do that dude 